Hi everyone, Chase from High Level here with another episode of the High Level Spotlight Sessions. Today I'm excited. I got a message from Robin last week saying, hey, we're sponsoring an event. You need to speak to Alex Schlinski about it and uh, get him on the show. So Alex, I'm really excited to have you. Thanks for joining. Thanks so much for having me and thank you, Robin, for that message you rule. <laughs> I am uh, at home in my hometown of Doylestown in a co-work in a call booth and it looks like my lighting is terrible, but Alex, your setup is pretty cool. Uh, yeah, this is uh, my co-working space. It's also known as my home office. <laughs> nice. I'm out here, so it's my it's my own co-working space. Co-working for me and uh, Deadpool and Spider-Man pop I got. <laughs> nice, I love it. Awesome. <laughs> Funny so, Alex, slide for you on, on the setup before we get started. Uh, uh -huh. My wife and I moved into this home a year ago with the home office plan. I actually bought the wood on Etsy two years ago after seeing someone else's videos. And I never put it up. So when we moved in, I asked my friends to come over and uh, I kind of schemed them into doing it for me. <laughs> it came yeah, out pretty good. <laughs> I, love it. I love a good video setup. I'm, so nice I'm very proud of it. I'm very happy with it. <laughs> awesome. I think everybody else will enjoy it as well. Um, Alex, so what I usually start off by asking about your agency, like a 60 second origin story. Um, Sky Social Media is, I think, your agency, but you're more known for prospecting on demand. Yeah, absolutely. So 60 seconds, that's a tough one for me. I'll do my best here. So I'll keep it short, but I'll give you kind of the hook that will give you the insight to wanting to listen to me express it. I had an agency for five years that made me almost $10,000 every single month without knowing I had an agency. So here's how. Okay, that's interesting. <laughs> before, I went to, uh, before I went to college, uh, I needed to make a little bit of side money in order to enjoy myself at school. Mm -hmm. So what happened was my next door neighbor was an attorney and I was working with him um, to potentially become an attorney, potentially go to law school. It's not what I ended up doing or wanting to do. Uh, but after I worked with him right before I went to school, um, he told me, hey, like, I think Facebook business pages are going to be a big thing. They had just come out with them. This is early 2010 ish. Um, mm -hmm. I think they came out maybe late 2010. Uh, and he was like, look, um, I think this is going to be a big deal. I want to pay you $1,000 a month to post for me every day on Facebook and send out constant contact emails. So I was like, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so I did that for a year for him um, very successfully. He got clients from it. This is before Facebook even had ads. Um, and uh, when I was in school, I asked him if he had anyone in Orlando where I was going to school. Do you have anyone that I could connect with to be a referral? Not only did he send me someone in Orlando, he sent me someone in Gainesville, in Nashville, in Houston, in Dallas, in New York City, San Diego. He sent me about 20 different attorneys. 10 of them became clients, all paying me $1,000 a piece. I split nice. it with my, uh, who was at the time my girlfriend, now my wife. Um, and we did this literally every single morning. We would wake up at seven o'clock before classes, get everyone's posts done, everyone's constant contact email done. It was daily newsletters back then. And we would be making around $10,000 a month, but we didn't know digital marketing was a thing. We just thought we were really savvy, smart, 17, 18, 19 year old. <laughs> so freaking brilliant. Um, so fast forward to the end of school, still have most of the clients. Certainly some of them left, of course, but we had most of them probably, I would say like around 8,000 ish recurring revenue, which is great at that age and um, left school. Uh, didn't become a psychologist, which was my plan for school and fell back to kind of square one. And uh, basically, I'm a huge sports fan. So I called the Miami Dolphins, where I'm you know, born and raised from, 60 days straight until they finally said, stop calling. Yes, you can work for us. And they let me be a journalist for the Miami Dolphins, which then I parlayed into being a journalist for a Sports Illustrated affiliate called Fansided. And I also worked for the UFC. 
I wanted wow. the local UFC events about a month after that, okay? I met someone on a, who, at the event that was using a Twitter application I'd never seen before. And it was a Twitter application called TweetDeck that has all these like tweet profiles on it. Sure. So I started a conversation with him and he said, I am a social media manager. And for the first time in five years, the three words that I had never known what I do provide <laughs> for me. And from that day, literally began the ascension into my business. Soon thereafter, obviously I searched on the internet. As soon as I searched on the internet, a billion different ads coming to me from Ty Lopez and Dave Rogenmoser and Sam Ovens and all these new people just starting in the space. This is before even Gary Vaynerchuk or Tony Robbins really jumped into the space. This is like beginning, beginning, beginning. Mm -hmm. um, and I sucked it all in. I soaked it all up and I read Tim Ferriss and I went into it and I got it all and I realized digital marketing is actually a business and it's been something I've been doing for five years pretty damn effectively. Let's double down. And that's what happened. And here we are 10 years after the original date of starting my company, which is ridiculously crazy. Wow. That's fantastic. That's awesome. Great win by your uh, Dolphins yesterday, by the way. It's about time somebody beat the Patriots. Yeah, it's just a shame that they're so bad. But yes, I'm very grateful uh, that they beat the Patriots in Foxborough. And hopefully next year we'll be better. Yeah, they finished strong. So that's a great story. Um, <clears throat> you've got your agency up and running and clearly, you know, I can always tell when I'm talking to somebody before we even spoke that you, you know, you not only have it going, but you, you're refining it constantly. Because when we talked about, you know, what we were going to talk about, you spit out three things. Not only are they uh, tactics that we're going to hear about, but you know, you've, you've given them a name. It sounds like they're an actual product or a service. Um, so I'm really excited to get into those. And the, the first one is the value ladder, right? So you might, you know, I've heard this term a couple of times, but I'm very curious to hear what it means to you and your agency, especially knowing that you're working with other agencies um, and helping them sort of, uh, how would you, what do you do with prospect, um, prospecting on demand? So, yeah, so basically prospecting on demand, this company here, it spurred off the idea of Sky Social Media, my marketing agency. As soon as we created that program, uh, sorry, as soon as we created the agency and really delved into deep how to developing systems and processes and procedures, not just offering social media management or newsletters, but offering advertising services, indispensable services, understanding the value propositions of what our clients and avatars really want, learning how to just run a business functionally, like from the bottom up, um, after running what I thought was a side hustle for five years, that clearly could be a company long-term. Like when I was four years old, digital marketing was not a thing. It was traditional advertising for, you know, television and radio and print. And those things are all still very effective. But as the years go by, digital marketing will only continue to increase the opportunities available. Um, like regular te television advertising and print has done for hundreds of years or not television, but print, of course. So as we go on into this, basically what I ended up doing was I created my own course and mentorship on it, thinking that I wasn't super passionate about working with attorneys. I wanted to build an asset, not a pain in the ass, right? So I built that business, Sky Social Media, ziplocked it, figured out how to systemize and operate a business through prospecting, sales, fulfillment, all the models that you need. And then I worked on my next level of my value ladder, which is how do I multiply my growth for my agency without having to work direct with attorneys or chiropractors or anything, working with agencies themselves, trying to grow their business. And that's what I created Prospecting On Demand for. And now we have a mentorship program. It's a year long mentorship program that starts with a 90 day process that allows them to go through all the systems and procedures and processes that we developed for our agency. That's now helped over 150 agencies hit six figures. So either adding $10,000 recurring revenue to their bottom line or legitimately hitting $100,000 
or 23 of those people uh, as of today, about two days from 2020, uh, hitting seven figures, which is either $84,000 recurring revenue or literally hitting a million dollars, right? I never even hit a million dollars in my agency. My company is around $500,000 a year, which I'm really, really proud of. So I have no problem with that. Prospecting on demand is a seven figure. Yeah. But that's a great, and I mean, it sounds like you'd have no problem taking it to a million if you wanted to, but like you said, you're not really passionate about scaling up with lawyers. You know, it sounds like you're more passionate about teaching people how you did what you did. And I think that's a really important point. Yeah, it's an important distinction, right? And I think a lot of people mix up the product of like, I just need to make money by doing this, but like, you, if you get burnt out really fast because you hate what you do, well then why didn't you just get a job, right? Like, why didn't you just get a job? the purpose. So you asked me about the value ladder and this is kind of where the idea came from. A lot of people think this is like a, my statement is like blasphemy what I'm about to say, but I think if you listen in, it's really keen on understanding the value ladder opportunities you have. Every agency owner in the world is a coach. Every coach is an agency owner. Now, obviously those types of black and white statements are clearly made for people to find out flaws in the statement. I'm aware. Okay. If you want to go in that route and do that, by all means do it. If you have an open mind and listen to what I'm saying, it might help you make a lot more money and frankly, a lot more impact and save you a lot of time, which is the three things I care about a lot. Making time, making impact, and uh, sorry, making money, making impact, and saving time. <laughs> the things I want. Making time would be awesome. If anyone can figure that out, I will stop doing whatever I'm doing and figure out how to make more time. That would be cool. I agree. Awesome. I'm on board with that too. Not feasible to do so. So basically the ultimate value ladder of your agency is to understand every agency owner is a coach and vice versa. My model behind this is if you are working with chiropractors and you get on a one hour consultation with them to help them deliver their offer more effectively so it works best on digital marketing, that is coaching. No matter which way you wanna slice it, that's coaching. Now, all that coaching is, is just a tag that you identified. No one is certifying you to be a coach, whether or not this is not like you did an MD or you're a real estate agent. It's just you providing some service to someone in a value that they were unaware of. That's coaching, period. End of story, right? Now, of course, there's negative aspects to not having certifications and stuff. That's not the purpose of today's call. We can talk about that at a different time. The purpose is to understand the value you bring to the table. So my model for the ultimate value ladder of your agency is as follows. Number one, you should have a done-for-you service. That is the number one agency service, meaning you do SEO, PVC, web design, graphic design, social media management, any of those services, you do at least one of them very effectively to generate a return on their investment, either financially or time-wise. If you can do both, then you'll have a really long-term client and you can increase the investment past probably $2,500 a month, which is kind of the sticking point for most people trying to get past 1500 to 2500 If you save time, you can go past 2500 like CRM development. Go high level. Are you you guys getting it? Okay, cool. Just making sure you understand what I'm saying. So with that being said, right, that's the done for you model. That's the first thing you want to focus on with your agency. Once that's locked in and you have a leverageable offer, meaning when you bring on a client, you don't have to put in manual time. You have someone to do it. Then you can scale that as much as you want. That's number one. The next is done with you. We're going to table that for a second, okay? And then the final element is do-it-yourself. Now, the do-it-yourself model is very common objection in any sales in the marketing space where someone's like, you know, um, well, Chase, kind of, sort of-ish, I want to try it myself. Okay, go ahead, try it yourself. However, if you can say, go ahead and try it yourself, pay me $97, $500, or $1,000 for a course on how to try it yourself, with the end portion of the course being, is this too hard for you? Let us yeah. do it for you, and it will be a deposit for your done-for-you service. Now, you can just start on the very, very simple model. Just try to get a sense of what everyone that you speak to objects to and what they want to try themselves. Make one video training on it. 
just one. Mm -hmm. Put it on YouTube, put it on Vimeo, put it in ClickFunnels, put it in Go High Level, however you want it to be. All you have to do is just sell that training with a singular SOP and a 30 minute coaching call for either 97, 500 or $1,000. And now you have a done do it yourself product and a done for you product. So on every single sales opportunity, you always have something to provide and you're not doing it without ethics. You're doing it with integrity and you're doing it to provide them a service they need. These people need you. They just don't want to make the bigger investment at the end, right? Mm -hmm. They just want to get kind of the foot in the door. This is the great foot in the door. So that's the done for you and do it yourself model. The done with you model is my model, the mentorship model, the coaching model. This doesn't work for every single person. A lot of people don't want to do this. It's great in industries like real estate, for example, where you can take a real estate agent, work with them for six weeks to develop their models and unique processes and offers more effectively, and then do marketing done for you off afterwards, right? So you do a significant investment up front, like five, 10, 15 or $20,000. And then a smaller investment for the done for you service ongoing. So the upfront investment is to get all the resources compiled with someone, right? And then you can offer the done for you uh, afterwards, right? A lot of people struggle to do done with you because just some industries aren't effective. Like I can't possibly, in my opinion, come up with a really effective done with you model for attorneys. They, they don't need that type of mentorship or coaching. What they want is they want a go high level uh, applied for their company so they can save time and they want more cases through Google ads. That's not a done with you model. Doesn't mean you can't have a done with you model for everything, but you can definitely have a do it yourself and a done for you model and everything. And that's the ultimate value ladder. That's, I mean, that was a lot, but uh, a lot of it rings really true. I mean, from running an agency myself for the past five years, I really like the done with you idea. And I think in a lot of industries that can work really well. Um, you know, whether it's a three month period where you're working with them, providing a lot of knowledge, setting up systems for them, et cetera. And then you can dial it back exactly. and maybe you're still, you know, keeping a retainer of some sort to, you know, maintenance and management, you know, make sure nothing goes off the tracks. But in a lot of times you'll find, and in a lot of industries, <clears throat> you can sell someone on a $1,500 a month package, right? But the margins are going to be so slim that they're going to get to a point where they're like, I like you. Yes, you've improved things, but there's just not enough money to go around. And you can mitigate that by having a done with you sort of model where, you know, you get a higher money up front for a couple of months and then you scale it back a certain degree, let them on their own a little bit. I really love that. So the thanks for sharing with us. The alternative to that also chase, right. Is like clients work with a gym and they send them a hundred leads and then the gym's like, we didn't close any of them, right? Mm -hmm. But if you did a done with you model and help them with their offer and how they take those leads and then follow up with them and nurture them and sell them, now your service is infinitely more valuable. I actually learned it because one of my first clients in my agency was a gym that I was so excited to go back to the gym and be like, yo, we brought you X amount. I don't remember how much it was, but a lot, right? Like mm -hmm. I thought we did a great job. And they're like, we, we didn't close anyone. You're fired. It was like, yeah. Yeah. Oh. Okay, I gotta fix figure something out here. That's the model. And that's honestly, you know, why I fell in love with high level because through the high level automations, you can close a lot of them automatically, but you take the money up front for the build out, you know, the build out, you explain to them how to use it, what's going to happen, scale your 500 bucks, give them a snapshot of it, give them some coaching on it and let them use it. It's infinitely valuable for them long-term and it's an easier sell for you up front and you're providing them something that they desperately need to utilize it. If you give them a car without a motor, which is what a lot of ads are when there's no follow-up system or effective sales process, and they just have a lemon in the front of their yard and they can't do anything with it. And that sucks. No one wants that. No one wants to buy a lemon. No one. Totally. Agreed.
Fantastic. All right. So the next two, I don't know which one you want to talk about first. So you, you just know, we'll do it. Okay. So you threw two other terms at me, the one call close, which sounds really interesting cool. and so perfect just, prospecting. So which one comes first? Either one is fine. Um, it doesn't really matter. The idea is just understanding the three core tenets of your business is prospecting, lead generation, sales, converting those leads into clients, and then fulfillment or delivery, servicing those clients on what you sold them, right? Those are like the three main models. Fulfillment is really not my skill or expertise. It's what I've hired out and outsourced to. However, delivery in terms of like management, project management, hiring, developing systems for managing your team and your clients, those are really skillful and important. Not really for today, but those are really important as well. The other two sides are prospecting and sales. A lot of people mix these together, so I'm glad that we get the chance to delineate them together. When I tell someone to hire someone to do prospecting, they're like, okay, so I'm gonna hire someone to do cold calls and close deals. Like, no, those are two separate roles. Hiring someone to do prospecting and hiring someone to do sales are separate. If you hire a salesperson and they're like, okay, where are the leads coming from? And then you're like, oh, you do the lead sourcing. That's not a salesperson. That's a prospector and a salesperson. Delineating those two things will help you a lot in this business model, right? So we'll talk about prospecting in a second. A lot of people want to talk about sales. It's the sexiest topic in marketing because people want to talk about how they make money. Um, just a reminder, by the way, you can keep talking about how much money you want to make, but don't lie to yourself when you say to people that you care more about time than you do about money when every single decision you make is revenue-based. Just remember that. It's something I tell myself and I give myself the opportunity to say every single time I'm on a meeting or, or an opportunity with coaching, because I need to listen to it myself, right? Like mm -hmm. it's easy to say lip service. I care more about time, but then every single thing you do is about money, right? Sure. It's a very important precursor to any sales conversation. So regarding sales, I'll keep this really short and really simple to make it easy. Sales, number one, is about frameworks, not about scripts, right? Sales is a conversation. Sales is a service. You have to hold space for the person on the other end, just as much as if the roles were reversed, you'd want them to serve you right, not Oh my God, just pay me money, dude. Just stop. Just, just, dude, just come on. Right. And I know it can get that way sometimes. Sure. I get it. But at the end of the day, if you don't flip and flip the reversal and have the roles reversed, you never want to be sold that way. You never want to be treated like you don't matter. It's just pull your credit card out, treat the people with that type of respect and hold space for them because you really do need to provide them a service. They're in pain of some sort and you could potentially provide the solution. And if you can't let them go, let them go just as much like as you said, if you have your sales ladder set up, you don't even have to let them go. You can just point them to the DIY option. Better. Yeah. I love that. You can nurture them. You can sell them the DIY, but I'm talking about like if the qualification is just not there, right? right. Like sure. just, Oh, this is a brand new niche. You've never worked in before. Just be honest. Yeah. Just tell them up front. Don't just make bold claims to things you can't back up and be like, well, whatever. I got paid one month. That's not the way to do business. You don't want to be treated that way ever. So just don't do it. It's not, it's not important. Their money doesn't matter more to you than it does to them. It's just not right to do that. Uh, and I always like to frame it that way. So I'll give you guys the simple frames that are necessary to succeed in the one call close. And then I'll give you the five variables you need. And I think if you implement these, you'll be in a really, really good spot uh, in your sales. And it's something that I'm really comfortable and confident in. I've sold over a million dollars worth of marketing and I've sold over a million now this year um, in coaching products, something that is, I mean, amazing. I mean, I'm literally, I'm amazed by saying that. It's just crazy to me, um, but it's possible. Like it's more than feasible, right? And I've also probably lost a million dollars worth of coaching. <laughs> You for screwing these things up. So I'm just like, you don't worry. Okay. Well, if you're not um, doing that, you know, you're not learning and you're not yeah, going. Exactly. So. 
Exactly. Also, I'm still really hard on myself when it comes to sales and not being able to provide for someone more so not for the money that I'm losing, but more so that it's a disservice to them that I, that I haven't showed them the value that they need to understand to work with us. And, and that type of confidence in your offer is what I think really is most necessary for successful sales. Because most people I work with are, are really integrity driven and like, oh, I'm an imposter. I don't, haven't done this result before. I'm, I'm concerned. It's like, okay, you give a shit so much so that you're like limiting your own self believe that you're going to step up to the plate and do what's right and give it your best. Like mm -hmm. it can't be perfect. It doesn't have to be perfect. Just give it what you've got. All right. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to break down the frameworks right now and keep it simple and to the point. Chase, if you have any questions about this, feel free to ask. And anyone that's watching it, if you want to reach out and ask me any questions about it, I'll be more than happy to help. Okay. So awesome. here we go. Let's First do thing I do is the time and the result frame. Okay. okay. Time and result frame is how long the call is going to be and what the end you should oh, be. I love this. Hey, Chase, this call is going to be about 45 minutes long. I'm going to ask you some questions about your business to see if I can help you. If I can, I'll make you an offer. If I can't, I'll try to point you in the right direction. Ultimately, my mission is to provide you with the right tools, resources, support, accountability, mentorship that you need in 2020 to hit the goals that you have. Does that sound good? I can't tell you how excited I am to hear that. And I just want to jump in here for a second because this is a point that, you know, when I set up the, the SOP that you can get from our onboarding series now, I put that in there. Because I would try to teach our staff, the agency, to don't start a call without setting those parameters. It immediately puts you in control of the call and it immediately makes me feel like, wow, I'm talking to somebody who's got it together. They know what's going on. It, 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 I can't stress that enough. I love it. Sorry, go ahead. Dreams are everything and don't have to apologize. You can ask as many questions as you want. <laughs> yeah, next question, show, right? in my opinion, the most important question in sales. Why are they on the call? Why are they giving you your time? The most valuable resource we have. It's literally more valuable than any resource in the world. There's not a single more valuable resource than our time. It's also the most thrown away resource that we have. And yet it's the most valuable. It's pretty insane, but it's the most precious, the most valuable. It's the only thing you cannot mine. The only thing that cannot be recreated. The only thing you cannot take back or buy. It's impossible. It's none of those things. You cannot do it. Okay. So why are you giving me your time? Why are you on this call? What are you hoping for? So I can deliver that to you. So we have clarity right up the front, right? Now, normally, just as a note, I want to make sure this is clear. A lot of people use this opportunity to just tell you their life story. Well, I have this business and it's failing and it's not working and this is happening and blah, 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 blah. And then just say stuff reconfirm the question at the end. So you said all these things, right? And you're on this call because you think I can support you in overcoming that obstacle. Is that correct? Make sure you say that. If you don't, then you ruin the entire purpose of it and you didn't get the answer to the question. People right. don't listen to questions. They just start talking. How do I know that? Because I do that all the time. I just sure. start talking. I'm a talker. So I know. <laughs> so you that question. The next element is the three W's. Really easy to remember because your fingers look like a W and it's three, right? Pretty simple. Three W's are where are you now? Where do you want to go? What's the obstacle holding you back, right? This is your qualification on a sales call in one call to identify whether or not you can help them. If they're here and you can help them go here and overcome the obstacle and the gap, and you can bridge that gap to help them go from here to here, then you're good, right? Now, people ask me like, what are the questions you ask and stuff? If you know your avatar, you'd understand, right? So if you offer some sort of marketing service that's a lead generator and you work with gyms, it's like, how does your gym currently generate opportunities? Are you using the seven day free trial or you say bring a friend and get a free year? Like what's your standard model? Mm -hmm. You don't have a model. Everything's referrals. Okay. Well, that's pretty bad. That's why you're not here yet. That's why you're here. <laughs> Idea, right? Exactly, Asking yeah. questions. It's not scripts. It's frameworks. Where are you now? Where do you want to go? What's the obstacle holding you back? Easy way to remember. Okay. 
Then the next element is the commitment. These are some really important parameters that you want to get clarity on. Number one, the time commitment. So you want to go here in the next 90 days. Why do you want to do this now as opposed to next month, as opposed to next year, as opposed to whenever? That gives them clarity as to urgency of making a decision on this conversation. Very important. Restating the qualifiers, identifying, okay, you're here, you want to go here, the obstacle is this, is that correct? Did I miss anything? Gives them the one more chance to reconfirm that pain and identify any other thing they missed, like, oh, I also forgot to mention that I'm going to Hawaii for eight weeks tomorrow. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Okay, fine. Let's talk in eight weeks then. It happens. Yeah. Crazy stuff happens, right? So next question, would you like my help? Based on this conversation, I can help you do on my help. Yes. Now we dive into the offer framework. First and foremost, we're in a commitment to a yes or no. So look, Chase, on this call, I told you that I'll only make you an offer if I can help you. I feel 100% comfortable. I can bring you here where you want it to go. I feel that way. I'm going to show it to you here in just a second. I want to ask you, though, can you commit to me to say yes if you love this or no if this isn't right for you? Yes or no response. Very powerful. Next thing, we are going to take you here, the Ascension Promise, where you're going to bring them, where you're going to take them. Express your proven process and system in three to four steps. We have a proven process and system called this. In three to four steps, we'll bring you here by implementing this and then this and then this. Does that make sense? Seed planting. Yes, it does. Awesome. Then you provide the value of the service. Do you see the value in this? Do you want this implemented in your business before the price? Yes. ROI potential and cost of the problem. Here's how much money you can make. Do you want to make that much money? Awesome. Here's the cost of your problem right now and the cost of inaction, not taking action. Do you agree with these things? You want to work with me, right? Okay, well, the investment's this. Are you ready? Yeah. And that's it. Framework. So that last piece right there, I think you should expound upon that a little bit in that if you go into the call, obviously you want to know the numbers of your industry, right? So it's like, you know, a typical gym pass will cost this much. Your margin should be around here. Is that about right? If they're, you know what I mean? And then you can have it. wrong, by the way. It still promotes you as being an expert because right. that means you just identified that someone else has something like this. It happens all the time. Like mm -hmm. when I used to do it with attorneys, I'd be like, okay, so most of your cases, what I'm understanding is the average is anywhere from 10 to 15,000. And they'll be like, actually, you know, we work with larger uh, corporate deals. So they're more, more like the 50 to $75,000 deals. Have you worked with those, Alex? Oh yeah, I've had a couple of those clients. Most of them though are the standard one car accident type things for 10 to 15, but I feel comfortable with that too. Your positioning is still elite level right there and it's really important yeah that's fantastic i mean that's a, that's a one call close yeah for sure so here's the five variables to isolate just to make it really easy to remember five variables right. number one the decision maker variable this is the hardest variable to isolate and identify if you get on a call with someone and they don't have the decision maker you can ask them then directly if they want the decision maker on the call if not just expect that you will not get paid in full on the call but you can do a deposit Number two, the time, like why is it so important now? The urgency of the time is critical as opposed to you get the end of the call and they're like, okay, let's start in a month. Oh, right. Damn it. How did I yeah. do that? Number three, the yes or no decision. I already explained that one. Number four, the value. Separating the price and the value is so important. This is the biggest mistake agency owners do. All right. So for $5,000, we're going to do this, this, and this, and this, and this, and this. Do you want? No. Our service is this. It's, it's the COIL method. And in the COIL method, we have a proven four-step process where we do X and then we do Y and then we do Z, which equals that $20,000 you want. Mm -hmm. You see the value in that. Do you want that? Yes? Okay, great. Well, the investment to work with us in order to generate a revenue of at least $20,000 is $2,000 a month for three months. That's it. Separating yep. value and price. Very important. Yep. Those are the five variables. Great point. I love it. Thank you. All right, so now... <clears throat> I really, 
I really think I, even me was, I was in the bucket of sales and prospecting together. You just blew that into two separate categories. Let's talk about perfect prospecting. Yeah, a hundred percent. So the perfect prospecting system, what we call the prospecting in the box, basically our idea behind prospecting is there's, there's two main methods for prospecting. There's overt aggressiveness of being very blunt and direct. Like I can give you this result. Do you want it? Right. And then there's the, all the nurture method, right? We do both. Now I've done this for almost five years now working with people in this business and I've tried both in all different niches. And the truth is it's, it's really, really hard to get clarity on what works better because of the amount of variables. And I'm not just talking about variables of niches where it's like, okay, most blue collar companies prefer direct, most white collar companies prefer nurture. It's really not like that, right? We have some ideas of it, but as you know, in business chase and anyone watching this, most everything is really shades of gray as opposed to black and white. There's some very specific things that I'm very clear about having as black and white, like the five variables, the clarity on the prospecting versus sales, but in prospecting itself, like what is more effective being blunt and direct or doing a nurture model? The reality is you have to test it. That's the truth. So I'm going to explain both of them for clarity and explain to you kind of my model, how this works in short detail. So the first thing to understand is that there's two main offers, three main offers, excuse me, in prospecting. The third one is sales, right? So that's why I said two first, but it's the conversion. Okay. So let's just start at the highest level first and just understand where prospecting becomes sales. So there's three stages in prospecting where the third becomes sales. So the first is getting a response. Number two is getting on a call. And number three is closing the deal, which now we've converted it into the sales model. Okay. So if we identify those three, again, you can see all these things of three, three W's, three process, three prospecting offers, three models of uh, getting a response, getting on a call and closing a deal. The offer itself is as follows. One is a prospecting offer. The other is a nurture offer and the other is the sales offer. Now the sales offer, obviously we don't need to discuss cause that's sales. That's totally different. Now what we're talking about, and we spoke about it already with the done with you, done for you, do it yourself, et cetera. We're talking prospecting offer and nurture offer. This is the idea of the direct bluntness versus the nurturing of the model. Okay. So I'll explain it to you. A prospecting offer is an offer to get someone on a call. Okay. So the idea of, Hey, I want to offer you a com competitor's analysis. Do you want to get on a call to discuss it? Hey, I want to offer you an SEO audit, a website audit, uh, ads breakdown, uh, whatever it might be, right? Mm -hmm. That's an offer direct to get them on a call. A nurture offer is a question that asks them very bluntly a specific question like, Hey, can you handle 10 new roofing jobs this month? Hey, do you have the capacity for four new cases this quarter? Hey, uh, can your gym handle 20 new members? Those types of questions. If they say yes, then you can make them an offer to get them on a call with you. So the reality is every single niche and every single person reacts differently. Some people really appreciate nurture offers. Other people feel like it's a bait and switch. Like, oh, you told me you're going to bring me 20 gym members, but now you want to sell me some. Oh, I don't like that. Okay. That's your style. No harm, no foul. It's all good. You don't have to work with every person. No big deal. Other people just want it to be direct. Do you want 10 new uh, customers this month? Yes. How does that happen? Let's get on a call and discuss it. Okay. Two different yeah. models, right? Okay. Yeah. My preferred model to try first in terms of testing is always going to be nurture first because it, it doesn't make sense not to just ask right away. And I'm talking about nurture offer. Like, hey, can you handle 10 more appointments this month? You can. Can I make you an offer on a call to show you how we can do that? Even if you don't join me, at least you'll get clarity on what to do yourself. 
Do you want that? Yes, get on a call. You always try it first. If not, then start working through the prospecting offer and start developing some sort of value that you can provide to someone on a call that then allows you to convert into a sales process. That is my baseline, baseline, baseline perfect prospecting system. Um, and if there's like a way to like drop a link or something, I have a whole 25 page PDF on the perfect prospecting system if you guys want that as well. That'd be great. Yeah, absolutely. It's 21 pages. I lied. It's four less pages than I said. Hope you don't sue me. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, that's fantastic. And I think that's, um, the, so what you referred to as the prospecting model is um, where some of our snapshots were built around. So like <clears throat> the agency snapshots built around a survey of like, you know, ask them the questions you know they're going to say no to. Hey, let's book a call to go over the results of your survey. And I think there's so many industries where some sort of survey makes sense. And there's a lot of products that will give you a white labeled um, survey generator type of thing. Dash Clicks has one, Vendasta has one, Reach Local has one. You can make your own, you can do a Loom video, like mm -hmm. hundreds of different uh, ways to do it. Uh, my biggest thing is just like a reminder that it only has to be an appetizer's worth of value. Mm -hmm. right? Like when you go to like a really elegant high level restaurant and they give, bring you out like one of the apartifs and it's like this big, then you eat it and you're like, oh, what's your first thought? Like, I can't wait for the rest of this. That's yeah. the idea. Most people I work with, totally transparent. When you first tell them this, they're like, all right, I just made a 45 course dinner for them, <laughs> completely free, put in all my time and effort into this. And guess what they say after they see it? Cool. And then they leave, right? It's like, you don't need that. Just no. give them like one small piece of cheese. That's like the greatest cheese I've ever eaten. And I promise you, they'll keep coming back, right? And I think most people overcomplicate this. Uh, and they, they just go way overboard with it. If there's already a survey provided to you, just use it. Just give totally. them it. It'll be so much easier. You don't have to over, overdo this. I think that's a great point. A lot of people think, oh, well, they could just go run this scan themselves or something. But the value is in your interpretation of what comes out of it. Exactly. So don't overthink it. That's a great point. And that's the same idea as the coach. Like people that don't understand agency owners are coaches, right? It's because you, you have a, the wrong frame of reference in your mind where it's like, oh, no, I'm not providing value. It's like, you don't think you are. The client definitely does, though. They're like, dude, this is incredible, right? And the way I realized that was when I was 19 years old, getting attorneys paying me money. They're like, this is amazing. Well, they're a lot smarter than me. They're a lot more successful than I was. But the reality was is I had intel and information that they didn't have because of my age and my understanding of the Facebook and constant contact and ways to save them time and make them more money. That took me no time or more money to do. No That's brainer. a great point. And I was thinking that when you were saying that the first time around about, you know, a lot of people are afraid to get on sales calls, especially in the beginning. Oh, yeah. But what you just said uh, illustrates the point of a lot of times, even if you don't close the deal, you both leave the call feeling great. They got information they didn't have before that you shared with them. Even if it's the highest level information, general overview type of stuff, they don't know anything about marketing. So that's the way I always go into it. And it, you know, even if you don't close the deal, you still feel good. You help somebody out, you help their business, you've pointed them in the right direction. And a lot of times they'll come back once they realize they're not gonna be able to do it themselves. <clears throat> and even better, if you have the $97 course, then you yeah. can tell them that they can do it themselves. I used to offer for free. I used to have a free one where I was like, okay, you don't wanna work with me right now, this is for attorneys. 
Um, so what I'm going to do is I have a two video series. It's made specifically for your paralegal because I know you don't have time for this. Um, just have her watch it. It will be about 30 minutes of her time and it really clarifies for you exactly what to do. My thought of that at the time, this was just the original idea I had was if the paralegal actually watches it, I frame both of the videos at the start like, hey, I just want you to know again, we can do this for you if it's too much, but I'm going to show you how to do it. And then I frame at the end, again, if it's too much, we can do it for you. Talk to your attorney about it. Mm -hmm. Right. My thought was I have someone inside spying, like inside the office totally. that's seed planting my name where she does even watch five minutes of it. And she's like, oh, this is valuable, but too much. Hey, Bob, the attorney, I really think we should reconsider potentially working with Alex and Sky Social Media. I think they can help us with this. It'll work in almost every industry. Yeah, it works well. Um, and I didn't even pay, I didn't even charge for it in the beginning. Um, I don't remember what the results were because that was 10 years ago. But, um, you know, it worked really well for sure to the point that I still recommend it as, a, as now a coach in this model mm -hmm. where it works for the clients I work with really well in real estate, been the most effective in real estate more than any other niche because they are just so like caught up in all the things they want to do and they want information, not buying like people to do things. As soon as they buy the information, recognize you are legit, then they'll trust you more. Um, other niches I've seen it work really, really well in is any niches that have multiple decision makers up to the top for that spy idea, for the idea mm -hmm. of like, give it to someone in there, right? Let them sell for you. And it's really, really impactful and powerful. It works really well. So doctors, attorneys, nonprofit organizations, um, any sort of company that has multi-level. Yeah, we, we, were, we worked with a lot of med spas. And if you see the front desk with something, especially something that shows them what high level can do and how it can save them so much time, they'll be begging the owner to get on the call with you. 100%. Um, so that's a great idea. All right. So you've given us a ton of free value. Let's talk about this event. I'm assuming it's all of this and more. Um, lay it on us. When is the event? So prospecting on demand live February 28th, 29th and March 1st here in Tampa, Florida. Very excited about it. I'm super excited to have Go High Level sponsoring and being at the event as well. Sean and Robin will be there speaking at the event. So I can't wait for that. It's going to be amazing. So the event essentially is made for agency owners, coaches, and consultants. We're going to have 100 to 150 people there, just like you. Um, and the idea behind this event is to help you set up what we call the infinitely scalable agency in just three days. And the infinitely scalable agency is a proven, predictable, and profitable machine to actually be able to create the business that you want with the lifestyle you want, as opposed to saying that you want it. Like I said earlier, where it's like, oh, I want time and financial freedom, but everything I do is based on financial freedom, right? Which is fine. I get it. But overall, it's not what's going to bring you happiness and long-term success. So what we're going to do is we're going to develop all the SOPs in-person implementation focused event. We're going to give you everything you need, including our Go High Level Snapshot for our prospecting system, prospecting in a box, going to be provided for you at the event, literally there. You're going to press one button and then boom, we have a whole prospecting system. We're going to make our offers. We're going to make our hiring models, our management. We're going to have our clarity on our roadmap for 2020. It's going to be outstanding and really, really special. And I can't wait for it. February 28th, 29th, March 1st here in Tampa, Florida. Tickets right now are $197 for the three-day event with a 100% money back guarantee. If you come to the event first day and you're not like, mm, this isn't what I wanted, then I'll refund you without question. I'll pay you $200 for the inconvenience. But I know this is the right thing. So I'm really excited about it. We can't wait for it. And we have a guarantee you will make money at the event. You will make money at the event, guaranteed. So come join us. It's going to be awesome. Sunny Tampa, Florida, when you're freezing your ass off everywhere else in the world, it's going to be perfect. Oh, that's fantastic. And where can people go to buy tickets? 
prospectingondemand.com slash live. Fantastic. Easy peasy. Awesome. Well, thanks so much for joining us, Alex. Uh, that was a lot of uh, stuff to unpack. I'm going to have to rewatch this myself. <laughs> and, uh, and I'm going to bug Sean and Alex to try to get a ticket to the event as well because it sounds do like it. Do you win? Do you win? Awesome. I appreciate you, man. Appreciate you as well. Thanks for watching, everybody. We'll see you on the next episode. See you guys.